0: Hey, hey, party people. I'm your host, Taylor Ryan, owner and lead planner at Lemons & Willow Event Management. With a decade of experience in catering, venue management, HR and wedding planning, I'm here each week with industry friends to answer questions from real couples about how to tackle the unexpected things that pop up when planning a wedding. I'm here to make sure you feel heard in your planning journey and I'm bringing along some of the best wedding pros in the industry to offer insight and wisdom to help you along the way. We're all here to help you have the wedding day you've always dreamed of and avoid the big mistakes we've seen over the years. This week on the Days and Engage podcast, we are answering some of your most random but important wedding planning questions. These don't all fall under one specific category of wedding planning, so we just decided to have a crash course in wedding general education. Sometimes when you're not around weddings as much as we are, it can be hard to understand the etiquette, what order to put things in, and where to look for solid advice. But don't worry, friends. That's what we're here for. This week on the show, I want to welcome an amazing guest, Mariah Adolph, owner and lead planner at Joy Coordinating in Brevard, North Carolina. Mariah, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me, Taylor. I'm so excited that you're here, <laughs> um, friends. You guys are going to learn so much from Mariah today. Um, I'm super excited to have her on. Um, we were introduced by Sheila Moraz, that owns Sheila Moraz Photography. Mm-hmm. She's wonderful. She'll be on the show in a couple of weeks. Um, but you guys are going to learn so much from Mariah today. She's another uh, Christian business owner and wedding planner, and just all around sweet person. So, <laughs> Mariah, for everybody oh, else, can you tell you. us a little bit about yourself and how you got into weddings and what services you offer to couples?
1: Well, Taylor, thank you so much. Um, So yeah, like you said, I'm from Brevard, North Carolina. I am 23 years old. Um, I actually started with the wedding business as a wedding florist. So I worked for this, this company here in Brevard, and I started that end of 2020 into 2021. And I did that for about a year until she, the owner, decided she wanted to sell the business. And I was like, well, okay, well, what do I do? And while I was being a florist, she actually offered day of coordination services. And okay. I was like, well, I kind of I want to do that. Like, I think that'd be kind of fun. And so I ended up doing like a couple weddings with her. And I was like... I love this. This is amazing. I liked it because it was a little different than the floral aspect because you could really interact with the people. And I loved that. I love people. I love interacting. And so I was like, well, I loved that. Why not maybe start a phone business? And I was like, wait, no, I'm too young. People are not going to take me seriously. I was only, I think, 21 at the time, almost 22. And I was like, no, I won't do that. But then somebody I cannot remember for the life of me who was like, no, you need to start up your own business. You are really good at that. And I think you should start up your own. And I was like, okay. So in February of 2022, February 2nd, I just launched the business. I made the Instagram post. It wasn't even like anything specific. I was like, I'm going to be wedding planner. I'm super excited. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so it was awesome. really like not superficial. Um, but then I became superficial, and I am now a sole proprietorship in, in North Carolina. Um, I offer my clients three packages, uh, full planning services, and then we have partial wedding planning services, and then day of. But honestly, Taylor, when you said that you don't like saying day of coordination, I was like, I don't either, because it's not really like day of. You like do month of.
0: I left mine as day of for so long, because I was like, that's what people look for. But then I found myself having to explain to the fact that like, if you are hiring a person and they say they're just going to show up on the day of the wedding and do no work beforehand, please, for the love of God, don't give them money because that is so scary. Like, You want your planner to do more work than just the day of the wedding or else it's going to be a disaster.
1: Right, right. So I was like, I might want to change that just like Taylor did because I was like, "Ah, I think you mean we start that out and it says in my packages at least two months out.
0: Oh yeah. Mine is at least three months because I'm like, nobody's going to listen to me if I'm popping up in their inbox like a month before the wedding. Like these vendors have so much going on. I'm going to start bothering them three months out. So that way by a month, they might actually read my emails.
1: (laughs) Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I totally get it. So yeah, that's kind of how I started and I have loved it. It has been such a true joy. Um, Seriously, that's why I call my business Joy Cordage. And fun fact, my middle name is Joy, and so that's kind of that. why. Yeah. So, and our slogan is "All Things with Joy." And some people call me Joy, and I'm like, "It is what it is. That's fine. <laughs> I don't care."
0: That's really sweet. People are just like, "Oh, yeah, you're the Lemon Girl," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's me." So I totally understand.
1: Totally. Totally. I
0: love it. <laughs> I get called all kinds of names. In the past three weddings, I've been called Ashley. Allison, Rachel, and I'm like, it's fine. That's why I wear a name tag. I don't expect anybody to know my name.
1: Yeah. It's what I'm fine. like, hey, I hit, I hit Maria. Maria. I'm like, yeah. sure. Just drop the <laughs> H. It's fine. Awesome. Well, thank
0: you for sharing. I I am very thankful that you just went for it. And I for one. I'm a huge proponent of telling everybody, you're never too young or too old to do whatever you feel like God is calling you to do. And I think that you are a perfect example of that. So good for you for just going for it, even if you felt a little too young or anything. And I get asked all the time, like still, I'm 28, but people are always like, are you like an adult? (laughs) I'm like yes, and it's even worse when I take um, one of my assistants. Is my husband's younger sister, and she's only 15, um, but she is yeah. such a killer worker. But when we go together, they're like, "Who are these children? Like telling us what to do?" <laughs> That's, but it's fun. I should be
1: a compliment a little bit. Yeah,
0: I'm like, if that is the worst thing that anybody says to me today, I will, I will take it. <laughs> yeah. I have gone yeah. to pick up like, like alcohol good. orders and stuff for events before, and they're like. Um, yeah, we're gonna need to see some ID. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you very Don't much. You Here you go. That?
1: Yes. I love that. That's amazing. But that's Great. hilarious.
0: So um we have a lot of questions today. Um, because I wanted to get as much of these um kind of random questions that we've had submitted um as much as possible because I just oh gosh, I as I've been making the scripts for each week, I put them together and I'm like man, there's so many good questions and we only have like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. And so I've been trying to like keep it to three to four a week, but we had so many that just didn't really fall in a category. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to go through and give these people some uh, general ed today. And so let's go ahead and hop in and start answering some questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Um, Our first question today comes from Bella the Babe. Newly engaged, when should I send save the dates out and when do invitations go out? Mariah, do you want to answer this first?
1: I would love to. I love this question because I, I think people get confused about this all the time. And mm-hmm. I think there needs to be a clarity of like when. So I always recommend doing for let's, – let's talk about save the dates. You get engaged probably around a year or so later, you're going to get married. That's kind of typically the turnaround point for most couples. Um, and so I always recommend doing at least 10 to 12 months out, really, because save the dates are important because people are making plans. People are making plans mm-hmm. for the next year mm-hmm. when they're going on vacation or anything like that. And so you really want people that you love to be there and so they need to know when you're going to get married it doesn't need to have logistics of okay this is the venue this is the time because you haven't done any of that you have (laughs) not gone to venues and look through everything see which one fits you better i would do the the 10 to 12 months out so yeah that's what i would recommend for say the dates and then your invitations this is when you've really, okay, we've gone through some venues, we've seen what we liked, we picked one that we want, and then we've also kind of talked about the time that we want to have for the wedding, and I would recommend doing this probably six to nine months out. That okay. way people have logistics of kind of when we want or what time people want to be there, the specific date. Um yeah, that's kind of what I recommend for people. And I, I mean, we also want to get those RSVPs in as quickly as we can, because how many people are refeeding, you know, we went in, our caterers are asking, okay, how many heads do you have, um, for rental companies? Okay. How many plates do you need or Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be? That's kind of what I recommend to people.
0: Yeah. So, um, I, I get couples with, um, Typically, a little bit shorter engagements. It's either shorter engagements or like yeah. two years. Like, there's like normally not a whole lot of in between. Wow. For me. Um, and so, yeah, what I normally tell my couples I'm like, as soon as you secure your venue, you need to send out save the dates. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm always yeah. scared of people sending out save the dates before they have a venue because you can have this date in your mind and then go tour a venue that yes. you just absolutely fall in love with and they don't have your date. <laughs> And I have had somebody oh, run into that before where they've had to send out like 150, like, oh, just kidding, text messages. <laughs> Be like, you know, we're not getting married on that date. We changed it to this. Um, and, you know, again, that's fine too because especially especially after COVID, I feel like a lot of people are used to um, a save the date being more of like a tentative thing versus in the past, a mm-hmm. save the date being like, okay, this is when we're doing it and you like, you need to mark it off on your calendar. Um, But yeah. I always recommend that couples wait until they book that venue and they, because you don't really have a date until okay. you have a venue, friends. <laughs> yes. Yes. And,
1: That's a great point.
0: Yeah. And um honestly, too, depending on the time of year you're planning on getting married, I think that also influences when you should send out your save the dates. Because like Mariah was saying, mm-hmm. if you are getting married like in July, for example, which... If you get married in July in the Carolinas, you're crazy. Um but it's, so hot. It's, so hot. <laughs> it's too hot here friends. Um but if you're getting married in July, that is typically when everybody's out of school, that's when people plan their vacations, 4th mm-hmm. of July is happening. Um I've had couples get married on Labor Day weekend before and then get upset because like half the people mm-hmm. I invited can't come um because they're all on vacation. Mm-hmm. So you need to be very cognizant of like big holidays and things. But if you are really dead set on like a Labor Day weekend wedding, you need to make sure to let people know at least, you know, a year in advance so they can go ahead and block that off. So I totally agree with what you were saying there. And then, um,
1: a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. And for invites, I typically say four months out, um, just because Mm -hmm. that way you'll have like a little bit more time to get those like little nitty gritty details nailed down. Um, especially Mm -hmm. like if you're planning on having a big destination wedding and you have like hotel blocks that need to be made. And you're doing like, you know, I had one couple that they lived in Charlotte and literally nobody else that was coming to the wedding lived in Charlotte. And so they waited until right at that three or four month out mark to send everything because they did a big like out of towners dinner on Friday night. They did the wedding on Saturday and then it was mother's day weekend. So they had a big mother's day brunch on Sunday morning before they left for their honeymoon. And so Um, It was a lot of logistics, but they wanted to make sure all of that went in their invitations. And um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I don't know about you, but I try to convince every single couple to have a wedding website. (laughs) Um, Like the Knots, a great free one or Zola to track your RSVPs because I actually had this conversation with a couple like two nights ago. They were like, oh yeah, you know, we ordered the little um, RSVP cards. Um, I don't think we're going to do a wedding website. And I was like, I suggest both because for your, you know, older crowd, yes, they're going to mail those back for 40 and under. Mm -hmm. I don't know about y'all, but I check the mail and I open it and then I lay it down and it goes into an abyss. I don't know what happens to it. I don't know (laughs) what I just read. If I don't immediately put it on my phone calendar, it doesn't exist. And so if -hmm. you are only relying on those little tiny cards to be mailed back in, you're probably only going to get like 15% RSVPs back. Mm -hmm. Um, so Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. have your wedding website ready to roll with everybody's names. If they need food selections, that's another reason I would say, wait a little bit closer to the wedding. Um, because if you're doing like a plated meal and they have to make a meal selection, like that all has to go in there too. And so I just kind of say like, get all those details done on paper, on your website. And that way you're not having to like follow up with you know, 30 people about when rehearsal dinner is and you're not having to follow up with, you know, a bunch of people about like, oh, I need to make up, make sure what you want for dinner or do you have any food allergies? Like that all should be ready to roll when you send those out. And I say have a due date of RSVPs like six weeks out um, from your wedding day because typically caterers, like you said, and decorators want an RSVP or a final count by like one month out. Some will say two weeks before, but that's very rare. Um, and that way, if you do six weeks out, you have two weeks to hunt down the late repliers.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And I would also say, I always recommend this has been more of a new thing, but I'll have a rain date because oh, I a have experienced we have a lot of random rain days, and so let's say you're getting married on a Saturday, and let's say there's a big storm that is coming through. Have it on your uh, your invitation, rain date on that Sunday or whatever the case may be. That way, even the people are still in town, and they be prepared that if there's some sort of like rain or even snow, because snow could be also random. I mean, there's. There's not a whole lot of snow, but I had a wedding in April that it snowed, and oh my goodness, it was so cold! It was so cold. So, anyways, I would say also a rain date, especially if you're getting married in North Carolina um, or even South Carolina. It's very hit or miss. You just don't know what you're gonna get. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm
0: a big rain plan proponent. Um, My couples sometimes they'll be like, oh, well, it's not going to rain, so we don't need to worry about that. And I'm like, you don't have a rain plan. It is 100% going to rain, like 100% every time it will rain.
1: Oh my word. I have a story to tell because it's just too good not to share. So I, so I work at Paint Rock Farm quite a bit. That is like my main venue that I worked at. That's how I started my business. And so I get a lot of clients that get married there. So we had a client this year. It was so funny because we had a rain day and, or not a rain day, we had a rain plan because I was like this is all outdoors. We, we need to make sure that we have an indoor option where we can get everybody in here and have the wedding inside if we need to. And so the day was looking so beautiful. And I told her, I was looking at the weather and it looked like there was a storm coming in. And I was like, oh no. So I told her, I said, we need to call it. She was going to walk down at 4.30. I said, we need to call it at 3.30. Because I need time to move all your tables, to get all the chairs in here, make sure that we have enough room for everybody. And mm-hmm. she was like, okay, okay. And so she called it. She was like, I think I'm going to walk. And I was like, okay, cool. So then it started to... And I I was trying to be like, well, we should like actually move it indoors because it was looking like it was going to downpour at the time yeah. that she was walking down. Well, she... It did downpour literally right before she was walking down and she was in the car. All her guests are sitting there with their umbrellas. And I was like, are you ready to walk? And she's like, um, can we move everything inside? I was like, um. Okay, so we literally <laughs> 150 guests, and I'm running in the barn. I threw my clipboard. I'm like, "All right, everybody, we're going to move the tables, and we're gonna bring everybody in." Like it was. Oh my gosh! Crazy. It was crazy, but we made it happen. I mean, that's what wedding planners are for. We deal with the unforeseen hiccups, like. And just so everybody
0: listening knows, a lot of people will not do that.
1: <laughs> like there,
0: in some venues will be like, if you don't make the call by this time we're not moving stuff, period. So like that's on you as a client. Like if you're like going to be a little (laughs) gutsy with it and be like, yeah, we're going to risk it. You might just have to walk down in the rain, sister friend. Like not everybody is going to last minute rush around because you made that decision. So just as a disclaimer, that is not something that everybody is going to do for
1: you. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I felt so bad. And I literally, sometimes I give a little too much to my couples. I think sometimes I, I mean, I had a wedding that I worked two hours over my, my contract had set, but I was like, I just want to make it the best day for you. I don't even care. Like, Oh, I'm I, always I there just, longer I kinda, than I say. I
0: tell couples 10 yeah, hours on wedding yeah. day and I'm like, normally they're for like 14, but it's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally.
0: Um, so. another important thing I wanted to say about invitations before we move on to the next question. Um, Especially this time of year, never, ever, ever send your save the dates or invitations out around the holidays. If you are getting mm-hmm. married like this coming spring, right now, guess what's coming to the mail? Christmas cards. Somebody's gonna open your invitation, think it's a Christmas card, stick it in a box or on the fridge or in the trash, and never think about it again. So do not like just wait until after Christmas is over, give it like a week, <laughs> and then you know, then go ahead and send it. Because if there is a big holiday that like everybody gets a lot of cards, like Valentine's day, Christmas, do not send mm-hmm. your invitations then because they will get lost in the shuffle a hundred percent and love the post office. But, um, you know, they're not always the most reliable mm-hmm. on a regular basis, much less around the holidays. So you don't want to spend all this money and time on your invitation suites and then them just totally disappeared. Today's episode of the Days and Engage podcast is brought to you by the Southern Charm Bridal Show. You are invited to our specialty bridal show on February 25th, 2024 from 1 to 4 p.m. at Southern Charm Events in Rock Hill, South Carolina. With over 40 of the Charlotte and Rock Hill area's best vendors there, you are sure to find the wedding vendors you've been looking for. From catering and photography to tuxes and hair and makeup, the Southern Charm Bridal Show is your one-stop shop for all things wedding planning grab your free tickets now on Eventbrite or pay $5 admission at the door. We can't wait to meet you. Our next question is from Warhorse22. Is it better to DIY your decor or buy it from someone else? Mariah, do you want to start off on this one? <laughs> I'm going to try not to interject too oh, much man. until my turn. <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh. I could go on and on and on about this because I have seen the most DIY wedding to the most not DIY wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple things that I totally recommend that you should not do. Uh, But then there are other things that I would totally recommend you should do. So one would be florals. I always say go with real florals because, number one, if you are getting a photographer, and you're spending a lot of money on a photographer. I've heard from so many photographers that it is hard to capture fake florals. And they asked me specifically, okay, does this wedding have fake florals or not? And I'm like, "Eh, it does. And she's like, okay, noted. Um, but the the one thing I will
0: add on that one, I tell couples all the time. I'm like, if you're going to do fake flowers, splurge on your bridal bouquet because it is like the one thing that's going to be up close in every single picture. Everybody else's can be like far away, but that's what they're going to use for detail shots. That's what's going to be in your couple's portraits. Like just spend the money on a real bridal bouquet, please.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. And if you want to DIY the tables a hundred percent. Um, but my biggest thing is, um, have those done. Because for me, I was experiencing people knew that I had a background in florals. And I'm like, I in my contract, it does not say I'm also your florist. So I'm not like it was I was running out of time for doing the things that I'm actually hired for. And I'm focusing on these florals. And I'm like, I, it was just way too much. So if you want to do fake florals, 100% go for your, your little centerpieces or whatever the case might be, but have them done. Like your planner is not going to be able to have time to do that. So 100%. But was, I've had
0: a wedding where yes. i am shown up and they had buckets of flowers and I was like, yeah. excuse me, what is this? And they're like, oh, we need you yeah. to do the greenery wall and put all the flowers on there. And I was like, yeah. excuse me, what? I did it. No. But again, some yeah. players oh, yeah, would be like, you you're adorable. You can do it yourself. Um, <laughs> but like I had to send my assistant to do like 90% of what I actually needed to be doing so I could put these flowers up on a greenery wall. Like that is not what yeah. I was there for. A hundred percent. Like yeah. I... Totally agree. Like, if you that, that is where um, my decor survey stemmed from. I had that wedding, and then I had another one where they were like, "Oh, we've only got a couple boxes of decor." And I got there, and they had a U-Haul. Yeah. Um. And so now, oh, yeah, I, I literal U-Haul. Yes.
1: <laughs> and so I can't. I can't. now they have to
0: fill out a survey beforehand. That's like, what is going on? Guest tables. What is going on? You know, yes. your guest book. What is going on this? And also, who is setting it up? Because I will set up like yes. the decor you bring, but who is doing your centerpieces because it ain't this girl mm-hmm. because I am not a florist.
1: Mm-mm.
0: I'll put flowers Mm-mm. on the cake. But that's about Mm-mm. it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I mean, we are also there to make sure the day goes smoothly. We're meeting all your vendors and making sure mm-hmm. they are knowing where they want to go. So it's, it's like, you really need to have a designate. Okay. Do you want your, I mean, your, I don't even want to say your mother. Cause their mother should not be doing it, but someone like a distant family friend or whatever, but it's, I would just say, recommend, go a Forest route because they know what they're doing. They have done it for a while. They are very good at what they do. Um, but on the other end, going for a rental company. So I get this question. Yes, asked that's what I was going to say. This question didn't yes, mention rentals at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always, I'm like, I'm a, I'm actually kind of a big advocate for rentals because it is very easy to come in and just get all that done And not have to worry about you can just send it all back. Because a lot of couples are like, okay, where do I send all my stuff to like sell? And then that's just a whole other thing in itself. They have to, or if they're a destination, and they have to travel with all of that, that decoration. And it's like, no, you don't need to do that. Like it is so easy just to have a rental company who's in the area to deliver all of your stuff. And then I actually do, I set it up. I mean, it's really not that hard. You just quickly set it up and then you're good to go. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just like, They always ask me, okay, where do I sell? If it's a DIY wedding, where do I sell this stuff? So if it's a DIY wedding, You might be able to get it on Facebook Marketplace, but. Exactly. Who knows? It's a a hit or miss. It is a very big hit or miss. Um, But if you're doing like a buffet style and you don't really care about plates, then just do disposables. Um, I have multiple couples who have like a taco bar. They don't care. They're not doing the place setting. They're like, I just want some really nice disposables. They save money that way. That's great.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure, because you can get the ones that look like real China at Sam's Club.
1: Yes, yes, 100%.
0: Especially if you're at a venue that doesn't have like a huge kitchen. Because yes. like some venues yes. have like a closet for a kitchen <laughs> and know, like I if know. your caterer doesn't uh. have space to like clean and put back rental plates, like doing the nice mm-hmm. disposables, like that's a big DIY one that I'm always like, yeah, if you don't care for sure, do disposables because yes. it will save so much yes. money, so much stress on you having to get them back. And then also mm-hmm. a lot of times the caterers charge extra for having to like do. clean yeah, all those and busting. put them away.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yep yep and so that's what I would recommend for those two big things and when it comes to maybe like your card box or your guest book or maybe like a little photo booth like totally if you want to DIY that that's totally cool because those are a little bit more personal but that is my take and I could I could really go on and on about that because (laughs) I'm just like uh, let's utilize the people in the wedding industry too like it, it just helps everybody out but you have to really think about, okay, what is really important to me? What do I want to have at my wedding?
0: Yeah. So my take on DIYing versus buying versus renting, um, I'm mm-hmm. always gonna suggest you rent this stuff because like Mariah mm-hmm. said, like it is just so much easier on everyone involved. And a big thing too, especially if you're like wanting to do some big ticket items like a greenery wall or a champagne wall, because I've had couples make those before. You are taking on the liability of if you mess something up at that venue, getting that in or out, that's on you. If you pay a rental company for that, they have insurance for that. If they mess something up because you rented a greenery wall from them, that's on them. And so like for those things, I am always going to say, you know, rent it from somebody because you're not going to want to keep it. And I know a lot of people buy stuff and they're like, oh, I'm going to buy linens. I'm going to buy this. And then like some one of my vendors will buy it. Y'all, we have like – a bajillion weddings over the course of our career and almost every single couple is like, do you want to buy this? Do you want to buy this? And I don't do rentals. So no, I do not want to buy that. Um, but also Mm-mm. every single one of your vendors, like if they wanted to buy it, they would have already because everybody offers that up. So don't buy a bunch of stuff thinking that you're just going to be able to turn around and sell it to your vendors. Cause most of the time they're not interested. Um, but my big things about DIYing is depending on what it is, how much free time you have, how long you have until your wedding and how much help you have. Because I mm-hmm. have run into that before where I've had a couple be like, oh yeah, we're going to DIY our centerpieces and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And that's great, but they both work like 60 hours a week and they live away from friends and family and they don't have, you know, they have a million hobbies and then it comes down to a month before a wedding and then they're scrambling because, oh, all these DIY projects I've talked about for the last year, I've had zero time to actually get them done. And then at that point I'm having to like call in favors to decor companies to be like, Hey, I know you're already booked, but like, is there any way? Because I've had to do that before. Like my, one of my main decor companies I work with here, I've had to call her before and be like, Hey Jen over at Darby decor, like, can you squeeze us in? I will personally come pick it up, but we need, you know, stuff for this event and she's awesome. And will you know, let me do that. But Sometimes you might just be out of luck. Like if you wait too long and realize that you can't do it yourself, like you might just have to deal with not having that for your wedding. And Mm -hmm. another thing is think about your venue and how your DIY project is going to look in your venue. Um, Because when I was working at the country club, we had a very beautiful space and it like, honestly, it didn't even need much decor to be pretty. Like it was just naturally pretty. Um, but I have a vivid, vivid memory of this one wedding where they DIY their centerpieces and it was no joke, like a piece of like Mm. construction paper with like those little like clear rocks, um, that are different colors, like (laughs) hot glued to the paper with like fake flowers on it. And honestly, it ruined the whole look of their entire wedding. And so, like, I know she had, like, a good heart of, like, wanting to make her own centerpieces, but it made her very expensive venue that she spent all this money on, it brought it down, like, 50 notches. And so, like, yeah. I, I I, understand, like, you want to do some of these things, but think about how it's actually going to look in the space that you're wanting to have it in yes. um, because yes. it could – You could spend all this money on a $10,000 venue and then, you know, your dollar tree decorations make it look like it's a cheap venue and make your whole wedding look cheap. And that's just not worth it. Like you, it would be easier for you to just leave the tables blank. Um Yes. Or just put a candle like some candles in the middle, you know? Like um just something. Just something. And also, um, on these Facebook groups, girls are posting all the time, like, I'm getting married this day. Who's my wedding twin? Um, and so mm-hmm. if you see somebody that's your wedding twin with the same date or getting married around the same time as you, be like, Hey, do you want to go in half on some like candles? Or do you want to go in mm-hmm. like I want this greenery wall um that I found at this store? If, if you want to use it for your wedding too, like we can, you know, split the price on it or something. So if you're going to buy something, like I would suggest trying to find somebody who's getting married around the same time of you and just see if they're yes. willing to either split it or buy it off of you right after. Um, because I can, it's right. a lot of stuff after wedding day and your poor parents, because I'm always packing stuff into the parents' car at the end of the night. And they're like, we don't know what we're going to do with all this. I'm like, I don't know what you're going to do with it either. Like I, I have no advice where to send you other than the thrift store to see if they want to take it on donation because everybody buys the same things over and over. It's like the tall glass cylinder, um, vases to put floating candles Mm in and like the, the fake, eucalyptus. And like, it's just the same things over and over. Text your friends that, like, that just got married. See if they've yep. got anything left over. Like look in the Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Um, don't buy everything off of Amazon because it, you're not going to be able to resell it most of the time. You're just gonna Mm-mm. be stuck with all this Mm-mm. stuff unless you just give it away. Um, so yep. Yeah. DIYing. The one thing that I do love that I've had a lot of people DIY over the past couple of years is the wooden flowers. Have you had anybody do those? No. Oh my gosh. So I think you can buy them off of Etsy and they are so beautiful. I think they're called Sola wooden flowers and you can dye them to match the colors and stuff. And I've had bridesmaids on their like bachelorette parties, um, take them and all the girls like dye their bouquets and like put their bouquets together and stuff. And then it's Um. like preserved forever because it's fake. Um, but they're gorgeous. I I absolutely love them. And so that would be the one thing that I do say that like if you want something a little different and you want to DIY it, that's super fun. Um there's also like flower shops. Um we have one in Rock Hill called The Flower Bar. Um there's one in Rock Hill and one in Fort Mill and they have the coolest little space. You can like book a party and take all your girls like, you know, maybe the Thursday or Friday before your wedding and she'll teach you how to put together your bouquets and it's a fun little like bonding thing and you can do it all yourself. And it, I think it does come out a little bit cheaper to do it like that through her instead of booking the florist to put together the bouquets for you. But, um, Mm Unless you have a background in, you know, flowers and stuff, I would not suggest putting together your own bouquets, especially for the love of God, don't make your bridesmaids do that the night before the wedding because Mm-mm. everybody's Mm-mm. hands are going to be stained green. Everybody's going to be tired the next day. Y'all have to be up early for hair and makeup. I, I got to a wedding one time and they had done that. And I, those poor girls were like, we were up till 3 a.m. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, no. And like, I was like, please don't do that to your bridesmaids ever again. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. I don't like that at all. That's so sad.
0: Yeah. They were exhausted. And I was like, guys, you cannot be doing this to your bridal parties. So yeah. When I say how much help you have, I mean, how much willing help, not how much like forced help, because that is, again, your friends and family are not there to work your wedding day. That is why I do what I do, because I don't want them working on your wedding day, but they also do not want to be your you know, interior decorators and florists and, you know, hair and makeup teams. So hire professionals or do it yourself because you don't want them to be resentful of, I have to do all this work when I get here and I'm supposed to be enjoying it. Have you been listening to the podcast thinking, man, I wish I could just sit down with someone like this and ask all my wedding planning questions at once. Well, guess what friend, it's your lucky day. Lemons & Willow Event Management is now offering wedding consulting to anyone. This is a low-commitment planning session where you pay $150 for one hour of planning advice. You bring all your questions, a cup of coffee, and we sit down virtually and tackle each question one by one over the course of an hour. You can book this service from anywhere at a time that's convenient for you, and the best part is you're not committing to hiring a planner just yet if you're not ready, but you still have access to professional advice. If you'd like to book a call today, head over to www.lemonsandwillowevents.com, click on the Packages and Pricing tab, and scroll to the bottom where it says Wedding Consulting. You can book a call straight from the website. We look forward to tackling your planning questions together. This next question is from Honeyboo89. How do I handle a rehearsal dinner when our rehearsal is the same day as the wedding? You want to go first? Mm.
1: Yeah, so... I have actually never experienced this because I'm a huge advocate for doing it the day before. Um, I know people ask this question, or I've heard people ask it for somebody else. It just never happened to me because the venue doesn't let them in the day before. Um, That's a big thing because they could have another event or something like that. But I've actually had the case where, um, let me take. Pretty Place, for example, so I've worked at Pretty Place a couple of times, and they can't open the venue up. They only have it even on the day of. It's like just two hours, Mm -hmm. and so what we did is the day before is the aunt-uncle hosted the rehearsal party the day before. It was like an all-day thing because they wanted more of like a cookout, very casual thing, but I came the later um, end of the day, and we just ran through the rehearsal on property, and we didn't need the, the actual event space for a rehearsal. Um, and I'm there, and I I'm Taylor, you can speak on this too, but I'm there helping people walk down as well. Like I hide behind like a door or whatever. I'm like, okay, go. Okay, yeah, go. You know, like I'm helping them go, but you don't necessarily need to have it on the day of because you are not gonna wanna stress about it on the day of. You want to have that done and over with. Um if it's If it's dire and you cannot do it the day before, then you would just have to do it really early. And depending on the time of your wedding, like if you're having a 430 wedding, especially if, you know, think of fall weddings, you have to have it a little bit earlier because of the daylight. Um, You're going to have to wake up super early to do that. And then you're going to have to, like, get your whole bridal party and all the people involved up really early before. If you have hair and makeup going on, you're going to have to do before that or even in the midst of that, which some people are going to still be doing your hair and makeup. So it just... It just creates more stress, and I would highly recommend not doing that because you don't want to be stressed in your day of. I mean, I've had people on the morning of their wedding, they do yoga so that they're not stressed, which I'm a huge advocate for that. Like, let's do yoga in the morning before hair and makeup. I don't want to have to be stressed. So yeah, I would say personally, I would not, and Taylor, you can speak kind of what you do, but I don't recommend doing it on the day of because you have already other things to worry about or think about in rehearsals, one of the last things that you want to, you want to think about. (laughs) So you're going to hate me
0: probably, um, with our day of package, (laughs) we typically do rehearsal the day of, um, just because, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it works out so well for us. Um, because one, we do a lot of venues that book Friday, Saturday, Sunday weddings. Um, so a lot of times there are, there is no option. To do it any other time unless it's like during the week. And 90% of my weddings are destination weddings. Um, so whether the bride and groom live here or, you know, wherever the wedding is and everybody else is coming from out of town, um, most of the time, nobody is in town on a Wednesday or Thursday to do rehearsal. And so I learned um, a couple of years ago that I can do it on the day of and take that whole stress of everybody having to take an extra day off of work or anything like that and just work it into the timeline and the way that I do it so that it doesn't stress the couple out. um, First of all, if you hire a planner and they say it's going to take an hour for rehearsal, they've lost their mind. Um, The only time I have ever taken an hour for rehearsal is when the officiant decides to go through the entire ceremony, which I highly suggest they do not like bullet point it and let's move on. Um, but it takes us like 15 minutes tops. Um, and that is even with a huge bridal party. And so what I do is while the bride is getting her hair and makeup done, I steal the bridesmaids. I go grab the groomsmen and the groom, and I take them out. Show them where they're standing. We practice walking out. We practice walking in, and we walk out one more time, and we're done. And um, no way,
1: I yeah. love that actually. I yeah. Never so that way, that the bride is preoccupied.
0: She doesn't have to see her groom yeah. um, the morning of the wedding. Yeah. And the guys are normally not doing literally anything until 15 minutes before they're supposed to be ready for pictures. So I'll go grab them from watching, you know, football. I'm like, everybody bring a beer. Let's go, you know, walk through this real quick. And we knock it out in like 15 minutes and that way it's done. Um, because again, a lot of times my bridal parties typically get in like Friday night at like nine o'clock sometimes because they're having to okay. get off work on Friday and, you know, drive in from wherever they live to be in the wedding the next day. And so, um, yeah, we do a lot of rehearsals on the same day just because it takes that stress of having to like make the bridal party and the family like take extra time off because the parents, I can take them down 30 minutes for the ceremony and be like, this is where you're sitting. I'm going to tell you where to, when to walk. You just go to the seat. Um, because really it's just making sure the bridal party knows how to space themselves (laughs) and where to stand. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then as far as handling the rehearsal dinner, um, if like, if you still want to do a rehearsal dinner, um, like if your venue says we don't have time except for like Tuesday, the week of your wedding for rehearsal, or you can do it the day of and you choose to do the day of, and you still want to have a rehearsal dinner. Um, like I was talking about, earlier, I had that couple that did the out of towners dinner. So instead of having like just rehearsal dinner for just their friends and family, they invited pretty much like their entire guest count. Um, cause they were like, we want you guys to come experience Charlotte and stuff. And they did, um, like a big welcome dinner at a brewery and everybody went from there and went and like partied a little bit the night beforehand. Um, but I mean, you can do a dinner, but like If you don't have friends and family that are going to be there the night before, don't stress yourself out about it. Like there's other ways to show your appreciation to them other than a rehearsal dinner. Because that's really what a rehearsal dinner is. It's just to like, you know, give everybody Mm -hmm. a little bit of time to get to know each other the day before the wedding, to kind of like thank them for, you know, taking time to be there and celebrate with you and things. But if you don't have the ability to do that, don't stress yourself out. Like that is a very kind of old school thing anyways um that people are kind of bucking tradition on um to not yeah. have rehearsal dinners or to like you know invite more people or less people or make it more casual and just go all out together um but you don't have to do it so if you are stressing about that for real don't worry about it <laughs>
1: Yeah. So this is literally why I like having conversations with other planners, because number one, you learn from other planners. I mean, from my area, we, I mean, a lot of people fly in a day or two before the wedding. So that's what I experience. And like, there's so many different types of weddings, but I love that I've heard your perspective because then I can, let's say I have that, I run into that and I'm like, oh, well, this planner did this and it works for her. I mean, I had a couple of weeks ago, I had a planner call me and she was like, hey, I really want to just get your input on what you do compared to like what I do and see if we can work out. I mean, we did that, you know, a couple of months ago too, yeah. but um, I just, I think that's so cool. And I, I want to take that and run with it. And I want somebody to do that now because I want to <laughs> do it. <laughs> no, it works but out yeah, so amazing. well, especially
0: because like A lot of my clients too have very demanding work schedules. Like I had one of my clients that's an optometrist and he was also like finishing up his doctorate and he literally got out of class at like three o'clock on Friday, drove two and a half hours to the mountains to get married. And he showed up like five minutes before rehearsal dinner was supposed to start. And I was like, friend we did not have to do this tonight. Like you, that is too much. And so like, it just, it's not worth it to stress yourself out more of like trying to get everybody in one place. If, schedules don't line up or if like you're overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with work. Cause I know a lot of people, they're like, I'm using all my PTO for our honeymoon. And so like, I can't take off three days before the wedding to come up and do everything. Like, you know, sometimes they're literally leaving work on Friday and then getting in super late and getting married the next day, which I hate that for people that they're, jobs aren't more flexible, but I have a lot of nurses. I have a lot of teachers. Um, and so that happens, you know, very frequently with some of my clients because of just the way that their schedules work. So, um, yeah, we, we've gotten very creative the past couple of years of how to like work around that, especially with, you know, work schedules and people coming from out of town and things like that.
1: Oh, I love that. You have to be in this industry. you just kind to have to work with people's schedules. So I'm definitely going to take that with me. I learned something here too, which is so <laughs> great. But yeah, I love that.
0: Awesome. Um, so our next question is from bride to b 123 I hate to admit this, but I usually throw away the favors from weddings in the trash right when I get home from weddings, or I don't take them at all. A lot of weddings I attended gave away small gifts that are meaningful to the bride and groom, but the guests may have no interest in. For example, I went to a wedding once where they had golf balls that were personalized with the bride and groom's name on the wedding date um, for everybody to take home. I have zero interest in golf, so I didn't even care to take one at all. For my wedding, I don't want to spend extra money on something like that. Are takeaway gifts or favors a thing of the past or do you have suggestions on other things to do in place of these little gifts? (laughs) This cracks me up because anytime anybody asks me about favors, I'm like, if it's not food, skip it.
1: (laughs) I know, literally, I was just going to say the same thing. I've had so many times where people spend so much money on their favor and I'm like, nobody takes them home. Like, I honestly, like, I always, I'm like, Guys, would you rather spend your money on putting more money into like a, I don't even know, like your rentals or something else that you would really want or photographer or favors? Like, I know that, I mean, even like honey, I've had people, they don't take the honey. Like they don't, they don't do that. Like everybody forgets it. They start drinking and then they forget about it.
0: Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, if it's not something they can open and eat right that moment. It is super yes. not worth it. Like I had one couple that got yes. married. Um, actually, the venue I used to work at this past summer and their whole wedding was travel themed because they like travel a lot. It was so cute. And um, right. the bride's mom emailed me and she was like, hey, you're from this area. Um, do you have any suggestions of something local? So I sent them to French Broad Chocolates in Asheville. And they got these adorable little, like, disposable suitcases. They're like this little teeny tiny. And they filled them with the chocolates from French Broad. And it said, enjoy a taste of Asheville. And the guests loved it. That's amazing. Yeah, something like that that they could literally open and eat right then. But I'm (laughs) going to tell you the worst favor I've ever seen in my life. This was literally (laughs) one of the first weddings I worked when I started working at uh, the country club. We (laughs) – we sat in on a tasting with – um, it wasn't even the bride and groom. That was one of the weirdest parts. Um, It was the bride and groom's sister and their and the groom's mom um, because the bride and groom were out of town and they couldn't make it. So they came to do the tasting for them. And the mom was running by all these ideas for favors. And we were like, hmm, I don't know about that. She's like, oh, well, I'll figure something out. Totally forgot about it. Wedding day came. This woman had – Legitimate silver spoons, engraved with the couple's name on it and the wedding date, and they were (laughs) set at each person's place setting. Do you know how many of those we picked up at the end of the night? And that's not even something that we could have used for the venue because it had the couple's name on it. And we were like, "What are we going to do with all these silver spoons?" Like nobody wanted them. So, like, because we were finding them under tables, we were finding them like thrown into the trash, like. That and there is no telling how much money those were because they were real silver. Aww. Like it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But like honestly, what is the point? Like why? Yeah. Would you give Like even koozies. Like koozies were fun for a while. Mm-hmm. But I have a basketball yeah. Um, from weddings I've worked. i was gonna say I do too. To. <laughs> and everybody our age has a million of them at this point. <laughs>
1: Yes. And I honestly forget about them. And like, I also don't drink a whole lot. Like I also even don't drink a beer or like a seltzer's a lot. And so it's like, I, I never reason they sit in my drawer. Like, Oh yeah. Mine are in a basket beside my desk. I, exactly. Exactly. And so I honestly think that I would just, I would personally put more money into something that I would want over that like let's say like I want to put more money into my photo booth and buy extra film for the Polaroids like that because then even someone could take that home if they want an extra yeah they can that could be their favor if they wanted to but yeah I just I've not seen the greatest where people take those home
0: Two really cool things that I've seen recently. Um, I follow one photographer in Arizona. I'm trying to get her to come on the show because she's awesome. Um, But she just posted this week about one of the best things that a bride ever asked her to do for favors. The bride asked the photographer to make sure that she got a photo of every single guest at the wedding. And when they sent out thank you cards, they printed off those pictures and sent it to them. So the guests would have a picture of themselves, like all dressed up for their wedding. Yes. And I was like, that is such a good idea. And it, she said it costs 25 cents to print that. off each picture. Like that is one of the cheapest favors you could possibly have.
1: <laughs> That's
0: amazing. I love that idea. I do too. Isn't that cute? And then the other thing, um, you know, live painters are always a big you know, big ticket item um, that people love. But there are some painters who have just started doing this fun little thing where they will come and set up and do like miniature watercolors of guests. And that's their favor. And I cute. love yes. that so much. I yes. want every single person ever to do that.
1: <laughs> yes. And they're super quick. It's super cute how they just Do a little water thing and then they're on to the next person. And people love that. Like they can frame it and they're like, oh yeah, this was this person's wedding. And yeah, I think those are so beautiful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because the thing about this question is that was very important. It says, you know, a lot of weddings I've attended have small gifts that are meaningful to the bride and groom. I understand trying to portray like something that's important to you, to your guests, But honestly, if they're there at your wedding, they know what's important to you because they're within your inner circle. They don't need to be forced to like the same things that you do. (laughs) Um, So like the golf balls, like obviously only a very small percentage of people are going to golf. So if it's not something that your guests can use, like just when you pick it up and think about, should I buy this? Be like, would somebody else use this? That's not me. Mm -hmm. If the answer is probably Mm -hmm. not, don't waste your money on it.
1: Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I've had one that I really liked that was super popular and it was kind of like a two for one kind of favor. It was somebody from New Hampshire. They had their personalized syrup that they had, but then also the groom really loved the um, hot sauce from a specific place in Asheville. And so they put them together and that was a huge hit. Like it was so cool because it was a little bit of New Hampshire where she's from and a little bit of Asheville for where he's from. So it was really, really cool. Like it was both them, but also it was people, they could really enjoy the favor and like put in their fridge and actually eat it, you know? So I thought that was really cool.
0: Popular things that I see a lot that I'm just going to tell you to not waste your money on bottle openers. Nobody wants it. Nobody's going to use it. Nope. Um, (laughs) koozies, everybody has a million, skip it. Um, Instead of koozies, do cute little personalized cocktail napkins with your dogs on it because that's my new favorite thing in the yes. whole world. <laughs> yes. Um,
1: that's cute. That's really cute. Yeah. Another thing I would say, don't do like the the, the paper with the seeds pressed in.
0: No oh, yeah. Yeah. So- nobody wants seed packets anymore. Like it's just, they were cute when it was like a brand new idea, but everybody has seen all of these so many times and has so many of them. Unless you have a friend that has literally been living under a rock and never been to a wedding before, they've gotten one of these things and they don't need another one. Um, so just don't waste your money on it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, I don't even know some, I mean, honey is hit or miss. that it also gets really sticky and I had one where it was like seeping out the cork at the top and so it was just kind of like this is not this is not it.
0: People used to do the little mini succulents, which is also it's like super cute for pictures. But if you've got guests traveling in that flew, they can't take that on an airplane. So like yeah just be very cognizant of like where your guests are coming from and how far they have to travel about you know what you're giving them to
1: take home. Exactly, exactly, exactly.
0: So our last question today is from Books and Beers. We love the idea of food stations, but we are struggling on how to make things flow. For example, do we still need seating for everyone or should we encourage mingling by only having cocktail tables? Should we call guests to the stations by table numbers to avoid long lines or do you have any advice on how to successfully implement food stations? I'm just going to go ahead and say, yes, everybody needs a seat. Do not, mm-hmm. I repeat, if you don't hear anything else in this episode, do not <laughs> just do cocktail seating. I had a wedding do this no. a couple years ago and you would not believe how furious guests were. Like they were P. pee owed. And I tried to tell them a couple, I was like, you know, you've got a lot of older people, like people need a place to put their purses and their jackets and, you know, set their plates and stuff. And they're like, no, we want to encourage everybody to be up and mingle. Do not do that. It was horrible. But as guests came in, I told them at the door, literally I stood there to forewarn everybody. I was like, Hey, welcome to the reception. Just so you guys know, there aren't enough seats for everybody because they want everybody up and mingling. So, um, if you really need a seat, I would go ahead and grab one. Um, but just as a heads up, there's not enough seating still, even after telling every guest as they came in 160 times, they were furious and guess who they thought it was fault. My fault. They thought it was my fault or the venue's fault. And I was like, don't look at me. I tried telling them not to do this. (laughs) Um, But it was horrible because like people didn't have anywhere to set down their stuff because everybody has a cell phone. Mm -hmm. All the women are going to have a purse. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's cold, people are going to have a jacket. And where do you expect them to put those things? So do not do that. Everyone needs a seat, period. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: exactly exactly and i so i've had a similar experience with that and people i mean people do get really really upset and i mean if i'm gonna be honest i would be upset too like uh you don't have enough seats like did you not think about that because honestly it looks like you're just trying
0: to save money by not paying for enough seats
1: Right. Right. Exactly. And that might not even be the case. Like for you, like they wanted to mingle and mingling is for cocktail hour. They can mingle, they can chat, have a drink, but then for, for dinner, like everybody needs to be sad, you know? Um, but speaking of like food stations, I actually had my first wedding and it was actually the Biltmore wedding that I had done a couple weeks ago. They had food stations and it was so neat. Um, but I would say like, like you were saying, make sure everyone has a seat because either the DJ will be announced that I will be announcing by tables because it's easier that way. You don't want long lines. Um, or he'll say the wedding planner will come around and dismiss by tables. Now I do always say, um, you know, as wedding planners, Taylor, I don't know if you do this or not, but I make my couples plates beforehand so that way they're not getting up like she's not getting up from her dress like getting up with a whole dress I always ask my
0: couples if they want to because some of my brides are like oh no I'm gonna hit that one table real hard and I want to put together my plate and I'm like you go for it girl (laughs) um but most of the time I I do try to bring bring them their food for sure and then I also threaten them I'm like do not leave this table until you're done eating because you will never make it back
1: (laughs) yes and then also I've experienced like Guests will literally come up to their table if they're at a sweetheart table or even like a head table. They're like, Oh, we want pictures, pictures. Like, no, go sit down. They need to eat. Yeah, I'm like, They will be around in a minute to see you. Let them eat
0: because they are, they have been going for like 10 hours at this point. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. So, yeah, if you're going to do food stations, I think it's a really neat idea, but definitely have a table for everyone where they can sit down. It makes it mm-hmm. so easy. Um, that way we can dismiss by tables and the lines aren't getting long and it just keeps everything organized. I'm a type one person where I have to be organized and then I can also see, okay, who's gotten their plate and who's not.
0: Yeah. And also, um, to make it flow better. Cause I know like you're probably wondering like, you know, if everybody gets up to do stations, like how do we get everybody to sit back down to do this or that? Um, do all formalities, Right at the end of cocktail hour. So as you start the Mm -hmm. reception, do your introductions, do your first dances, go ahead and knock out speeches. And then after the DJ calls out tables, you know, have those cocktail tables out if people want to stand up and mingle while they eat and things like that. But that way you're not trying to like herd sheep because people are going to get up several times to get food because they're going to go to one station, get food, sit down and eat, get up, go to another station, get food, sit down and eat. And so if you're waiting on everybody to sit down to do speeches like we normally do, like with a buffet. It, mm-hmm. th- you're never going to have a time when everybody's sitting down and it's going to be loud and you're not going to be able to hear. So just knock out all those formalities right at the beginning of the reception. And then that way, the yes. rest of the night, you can have that mingling and it can like be mm-hmm. a natural flow from, you know, mingling into dancing as music gets a little bit louder and started up. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I don't different. know about you, but with buffets and plated dinners, once that last table gets their food, that's when we start speeches because I always tell people, I'm like, we're going to do speeches while everybody's eating because if their mouths are full they can't talk and it'll be nice and quiet (laughs) for speeches. Oh, Um, that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. But with stations, that's not an option. Mm
1: -mm. Nope. It's not. Yeah. I I realized that like, I I was like, I think that this is just not going to be the way how I normally do it when I heard there were food stations. And so I, I had to make the timeline a specific way and differently. Um, than what I would do for a buffet and so yeah I definitely definitely agree with that and you know I know this is totally off topic but I want to say for those brides when they're like okay when should we do our first dance because you mentioned first dance do it right when you are walking into your reception area after you get announced do your first dance always 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 and even if you're doing your your father daughter dance and then your mother son um do those quickly as well and the, the DJ doesn't do the full three minutes so it's just like a minute of dancing but then that yeah. way it's out of the way and you don't have to worry about it again but sometimes brides don't listen to that so I'm just like no <laughs> yo just do it right away if, if, if you want to do it right away because then the night gets busy and you sometimes people forget about it I never do because it's on my schedule and I make sure we do it but oh, yeah 100 um, percent but yeah, but if you don't have you a coordinator going, like
0: if you don't do it yeah. all the formalities first thing like you're going to get to the night and be like, "Oh crap, we never danced or we never, you yes. know, did speeches or something like that." So, yeah, make sure that you knock those things out first thing because you don't realize how overwhelming it is and how quickly time goes because as the bride, you come in and everybody wants to talk to you. It's really cool for a minute. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm so popular. Everybody wants to see me. Yeah. But then you're like, Oh my gosh, I need to pee. And I can't get away from these 500 people that are trying to talk to me. Or I would really like to go dance with my husband and I can't because I like am stuck talking to everybody. And so, um, yeah. you know, if again, please hire a coordinator. Um, but if you don't like, you need to have somebody designated to like, make sure those things are happening, whether that's your DJ. um, Sorry, DJs, don't come after me for putting that responsibility on you. Um, Or your maid of honor or, you know, just somebody that is going to make sure that you stay on task because in your head, you're like, oh, I'm a very organized type A person. You are, but it's hard to be organized type A person when 150 people are trying to talk to you at one time. To wrap things up, here are a few key points to take away from today's questions. Um, My big one is, you know, make sure that you are putting your money towards what is actually important to you. Um, Like when we talked about favors, that's a big one. What's one for you, Mariah?
1: Um, I think a big one for me is kind of stemming off of what you said, like what's important to you? What do I want at my wedding when it comes to like purchasing things? Really consider if you want to DIY your wedding, um, if you want to spend a little extra money in ho- hiring that florist, so that way it's just not such a big burden for you. Yeah, because where you don't spend money, you're going to spend time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And time is money, you yeah. know? And so I I mean, I would really sit with yourself and your fiance and like, okay, what are the key things that are important to us that we need to have at our wedding, right? Um, and then really go from there, but yeah, I would just sit with each other and just really talk about what's important. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for
0: being on here today. I'm so excited that you got to come. Um, will you tell our listeners where the best place to find you online is so they can follow along and get in touch if they're interested in working
1: with you? Yes, 100%. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, So I am on Instagram and Facebook. Um, It's just joycoordinating.co. And then my website is joycoordinating.org. And you can fill out. I always like to lead everyone to my website and fill out that form um, because it gives all the details that I need before I send the preliminary checklist and before we have that conversation, free consultation call. Um, and even see if I'm available to do your wedding. So, um, so yeah, if you could just go there, fill out the form, and we'll get in touch. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Taylor. It was so much fun.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Dazed and Engaged and trusting us party people to answer all your wedding planning questions. If you have a burning question and want to answer it on the podcast, head over to at dazedandengaged on Instagram and fill out the anonymous form in our bio, or you can email in your question to podcast at gmail.com. We might just be talking straight to you next week. Don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe. It helps others to find the show. And tell all your engaged friends, co-workers, heck, even strangers on the street to listen in. Until next week, bye-bye party people.